a Captain Robbie production in association with Arena the Nerd and Destiny Dave. And from the mat that brought you hello, we are Bigger Movie Pod. Greetings, true believers, and welcome to phase three of Bigger Movie Pod. I'm Captain Robbie, and you're listening to the show that takes you on a guided A to Z movie tour of all things comic book related. If you haven't already, be sure to like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find us on social media at Bigger Movie Pod. And now, like we do every week, it's time to go around the table and meet our fellow co hosts. First up, Irina. Hello. How are you, my friend? Hello. That's not as awesome as Matt's hello, no, but Matt, hi. Matt, yeah, Matt's hello is a massive part of the show now. I think even in the intro to our show, um, our wonderful voiceover lady says hello. So yeah. Um, hello. We are also joined by the most magnificent of Daves. Hello, my friend. How are you today? That's a lovely intro. I'm I'm okay, thank you. I'm better for hearing that intro. I know it really the makes you shoulder shuffle, days. doesn't it? Really makes you shoulder need to put shuffle. Put that on my CV. Yeah, go ahead. I can't claim ownership of that. It's all yours, Dave. Just oh, you'll be a referee. Thank you. Thank I you. would rock up at your interview in a black and white shirt. Yes, and count when needed. I watched the Royal Rumble recently. I don't normally watch wrestling. But... You get a yellow card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, gang, we are not alone today. We have what? a guest. It's time to bring out the one, the only, from the Spy Hards podcast, Tiberius Hardy. Hello, guys. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'm uh, pleased to be here. I'm happy to talk all things Royal Rumble, although I think we might also have a film. Quickly talk, about, <laughs> quickly talk about the Royal Rumble before people <laughs> sign off. I liked, uh, I'll go uh, first, sorry, I'll go first, I'll go first. I really liked the main event. That was amazing. Didn't really care for the gimmick black pitch, pitch black match. I didn't think Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair had good chemistry. And I thought the main, the Rumble winners were both predictable. That's my review in a nutshell. There was two good matches on the whole show. The opener and the closer. Yeah. The Men's Royal Rumble and yeah. the Roman Reigns match. Enough said. So Sammy Zayn, I remember watching him when he won the NXT Championship. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get distracted. Tiberius Hardy, I have to. Uh, you, you know what you're getting from me? You're getting the Lin Manuel Miranda treatment from me, which means I really put my chest out and extend my arm to get the vocals out to say your name with such velocity and ferocity and words that end in icity. Um, yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Um, you're a Spy oh, Hearts podcast, so you know your stuff when it comes to spy movies. Allegedly so. Uh, it's interesting and it's sort of fun to hear uh, Tiberius Hardy being said because on the show, and usually online, I go by Agent Scott because we like to keep things agent-based on the show, as spies would do. Oh. Uh, although Agent Tiberius has a good ring to it too, I have to say. Uh, I've just given the game away, haven't I? Like Your secret identity has yeah, been I mean, revealed. In the first two minutes, I mean, your mission, should you choose to accept it, you, I think you failed it. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> oh, bless. Uh, it, it's self-destructed in your face. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> Clean up on aisle four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yeah, I'd be a terrible. I'd be like the British government. I'd leave important documents on a train for Joe Public to pick up. Like that's what I would do. Oh, oh no, yeah. I left the briefcase Genia. there. Uh, it's okay. If it's on a UK train at the moment, no one's going to find it because they're not running. So <laughs> strikes, yay! Uh, <laughs> Bit of politics. Bit I know. We're all going to be late. Yay! Yeah. Uh, don't get me. You've triggered <laughs> me now. I keep seeing adverts for train travel, saying, "Oh, come on, this train is amazing." Like how? How are you supposed to do that when they're cancelled? <laughs> what cruel irony is that? Anyway, just run up the track. I mean, that sounds very British. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? it? Dave, how's Wales today? Um, Welsh. Uh, nothing, you... nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> I, I don't. I haven't uh, been out to be honest. I wouldn't. I worked has... from home all day, so um, <laughs> sunny. I uh, got some vitamin D uh, through my window in my office. Um, you got some vitamin what? Vitamin D. Through the window? It's fine. Through the window? <laughs> wow. Well, through the sunshine, you know. Well, alleged. It, it was it was sunny for about an hour. I like to think. That's my excuse for not going out. Yeah, my... Uh, there were no rampaging sheep. Um, <laughs> not yet. And it was it was all quiet. <laughs> well, not yet, but the, the day is young. Well, my, uh, the light is young. My boss asked me if I went outside to enjoy the sun, and I went, no, but I'll Google it. So... <laughs> Uh, what, are you drinking today? <laughs> what are you drinking today? What are you drinking today, Dave? Uh, I've got um, a can of Pepsi Max here on my desk Dave, uh, because I've got a bit Dave. of a cough. That cough is getting a bit harsh. <sighs> got and I've got a bit <sighs> of a cold, so I'm the caffeine is just it, it is picking me up, you know? We're, we're going to have a turf in the fridge now because I, and I know you like this sound effect. I say sound effect. Oh, this, no. A bit of ASMR for you. This is Coke Zero. I'm back on the Coke Zero after the horrible, horrible monster mango loco I had last week. I, I, I left that podcast without finishing it. It was terrible. Um, you are. You, I, I was amused by how angry Monster Energy drinks made you. Uh, I uh, felt you, you seemed really passionate yeah, about that. Yeah, I would rather have been put in the stocks with tomatoes thrown in my face than drink that again. <laughs> like, it was horrible. Anyway, let's talk about something lovely. Arena, that's you. What are you drinking today? Some orange squash. I was expecting a bit more from you, but that'll do. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I'm staple. short you and sweet. You talk about me again. sister of talent or whatever. And uh, now, Agent Scott. Well, not that the cat's out the bag now. What are you drinking today? Uh, did I ask you that already? I might have done, but tell me again. Now you've just finished your protein shake. Well, you asked me off air, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin it. My answer the first time around, but I am unfortunately drinking water. But the clever thing about water is that it looks like a martini. What happens when you shake it? Oh, well, that's uh, that's for me to answer off air when we go out to the <laughs> pub afterwards. <laughs> is it too soon for a wet t-shirt competition? Like we're gonna find out, aren't we? No comment on that one. Oh boy. Oh my. So before we talk about cartoonist Woody, oh, oh god, I just realised what his name is. Woody. Oh, yes. Woody. <laughs> you, di you didn't oh, think yes. of that through the film, Rob. I actually, I kept hearing Gil from The Simpsons every time he opened his mouth, like, oh, Gil, he's fine again. <laughs> come on, if you want to come to safety. Oh, here we go. Forget my really inappropriate appropriate arms. Uh, arms? Wings. Wings. Anyway, we'll get to that. Before we do that, though, we must first hand over to the one and only... Matt, who cannot be here with us today, but he has sent in a clip. And if I've lined it up right, you're going to hear him now.
Hello, everybody. Hope you're all keeping bloody well. Um, sorry if I sound a bit bunged up. Um, I feel like shit. Um, but anyway, what can I say about this film? Fucking hell, it's definitely of its time, isn't it? <laughs> um, a little bit batshit crazy, but in a weird way, I kind of liked it. It's just a bit, it's just a bit fucking weird, wasn't it? But no, I loved it. I thought it was quite good actually. Um, got some special guests on this week, uh, Spy Hard Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, love your stuff. Love your stuff. Um, I do have a question for you. Um, if you were able to have any comic book character guest on your show, who would you pick and why? Um, I'm going to put that question out to Rob, Irina and Dave as well. Who would you have on your show, uh, our show even, um, as a guest? Um, I would pick Spider-Man because I reckon he'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we'll take it too seriously, which is what we're all about. It's all about having fucking fun, isn't it? Anyway, hope you're all keeping bloody well, and I will speak to you very soon. Ta-ta, bye-bye, love you. Thank you, Matt. Uh, did I miss him? Did he say Spider-Man is a spy? You misheard him. I think he said comic book character. Oh, sorry, I just had spy hard character. on the brain. Like, <laughs> so I don't remember Spider-Man <laughs> being a spy. Unless there's a new... Uh, Translation Spy Demand. There is like Spy Demand, Spy in one of the Spider Universe things, but. Is Spider Man yeah. Noir a bit of a spy? I mean, you could talk about him being no, caught in a, a web of deceit. Oh. oh. There you go. There you go. God stuff for you. It's very good. Um, so, Irina, who would you have on our show from a comic book? Can I only have one? No, you can have as many as you like. It's fine. Go nuts. Oh. Okay. I'm overruling so, Matt. All the X-Men. <laughs> oh, oh, all just, the X-Men. You just reminded me, it's X-Men voting day. <laughs> but by the time you listen to this, sorry, you missed it. But <laughs> It's today. It's the 31st of January. The X-Men vote. Anyway, uh, who else would you have? All of the Justice League. Meh. Oh, <laughs> What? Why meh? It's well, got Wonder Woman. It's got Batman. It's got okay. Superman. Let's uh, yeah. Okay, let's, it's got let's, Flash. Flash is amazing and funny. No one likes an early Depends Fancho, on do the they? Flash, obviously. Um, <laughs> 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 okay, well, let's take Wonder Woman and Batman. I, I don't really want the rest. I don't really care for Superman. And and what's the guy oh, called what? who looks like an android? What's his name? Cyborg. He Cyborg. looks like the rock candy that was a massive thing on social media years ago. You know, those blue and red um, sugary treats that were all jagged and spiky. Does anyone know what I'm talking about there? Or has it gone over nope. everyone's heads? All right, Dave, no. let's come to you. Because why wouldn't we? Um, um. <laughs> who would you bring in from the comics? <laughs> I'm going to say, I mean, you know, Arena's had the obvious choices that I would make. I'm, I'm going to say Booster Gold because I could ask him questions about the future. 
and uh, make money so I didn't have to work anymore. I'm, and uh, if my boss is listening, I'm joking, obviously. I'm, if you're listening, hi, sorry for everything so far. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's Booster Gold? I don't but know who that is. Dave hostage, that's why he says those things. Yeah, yes, it's, we, we are prodding him right uh, now under the Booster table. Booster Gold is... Um, Booster Gold is an interesting character. <clears throat> Often partners up with Blue Beetle. Have you heard of Blue Beetle? Well, yeah, but he's got future knowledge, so you know. Is, is that's not how we he gets it? Is it go into the future flawed. and get knowledge, and he just wrecks the future, you know? So flashes out. Oh, is it like a wanky Tom Cruise movie? What was it called? Minority Report, where he kind of has to have a wank to get these memories back in his head. Is that what this is? Like, <laughs> I don't think that's exactly how it worked, but I know where you're coming from. Uh, <laughs> we need the STN button somewhere, don't we? Anyway, um, agents that come under a sort of a, a futuristic. Oh, You've got to stop with the coming. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm very sorry. I'm coming all over the place. I do apologise. Oh, Agent Scott, please, please save us from our depravity. Um, who would you bring in from the comic books on our show? That is, and your is, show. It, it, it's tough because there isn't that many comic book spies. Like there, there's a lot of comic book superheroes that do a bit of spy work. Um, I can't choose this week's character because I think that would be cheating. So I'm going to go for Batman. Batman. I know it's a pretty Ooh. easy one, but like he is a detective. He goes undercover. He's the detective. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't I, I know it's the straight answer. I'm sorry. It's the straight answer. Well, I'm going to be obscure. No, no. He's my favorite superhero, and I'm happy that you said that. Is he a superhero, though? Or is he yes. just. Yes, Rob. He's a superhero. We've had this argument. Don't even go there, Rob. I will fight I you. Can see, I can see your sassy hands. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even go there, Rob. Okay, I'm going to go here instead. My picks would be <laughs> Dog Welder and Ice Cream Man. <laughs> that's like the irresistible <laughs> okay. force meets the immovable object like if you come near me I'll melt you I have yeah. not read oh, I have a, I have yet, a dictionary, uh, additional answer go ahead Ooh. can I go for James Bond Jr is that like the son of the mask Ooh. I've never heard of that person it's the cartoon from the late 80s early 90s made by the same people that did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <gasps> Sorry. Do you know what I completely forgot about that but you are right yeah also I heard that uh, Bucky O'Hare or Biker Mice from Mars is coming back. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, we we are here. We're here to talk about a film. This is a bigger movie pod with Agent Scott from Spy Hearts Podcast. And today, the question I'm asking all three of you is, does the name Condor Man mean anything to you? Condor Man. That was Condor Man, not Condom Man. Let me not relive the film that my mother and I watched let me have fun did you, did you get something lost in translation what did you watch I did get the uh, I did get the theme tune the condor man stuck in my head today um, I was sort of wandering around the house going condor man in my head it was very bizarre um, yeah I, I didn't suffer from that from that ailment <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> Um, so does I, I, I'm just asking that question because I like the way he said it in the film. Does the name Condor Man mean anything to you? <laughs> oh yeah, he asked five minutes after inventing the character. I, I did like that. That was that was cute. So uh, who wants to tell me what this film is about? Uh, 
drugs in the eighties. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> drugs in the eighties. Yeah, it's the only way I can explain it. I, I, I mean, I, I, I could say I somewhat suggested this film, so maybe I should take on this burden. Did you suggest this film? Are you the guilty party for this? Perhaps so. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling something there. There's, but, a, there's uh, a little pill in your on your person that you must take now for sharing that information. Okay, it's not the blue uh, one. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not taking the red pill. I know where that goes. <laughs> it's a suppository. Straight, it's straight into condom, man. <laughs> so yes, uh, Agent Scott, take it away. Uh, condor man 1981 starring uh mr michael crawford the phantom of the opera himself is an insane and depraved concept by disney to try and uh, champion on sort of superhero movies that were becoming sort of a thing at the time and to riff off of spy movies that were happening in the 60s so they're a bit late for that and combine it into some sort of strange Way now, you got to remember Disney were all over the place around this point. They were just trying anything to make it stick, um, and basically, it's about a guy who's a comic book artist but loves spies, and he decides to manipulate the, his friend into becoming a spy, and then manipulate the government into funding his spy addiction. Sounds like an enabler, really. Like- that, that's that's <laughs> a great that's a great summary. I mean, I I, I thought that was really funny. That that's how they started it, you know. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get my friend to go do some toxic, top secret spy stuff. Don't worry, you'll be fine. I'm sure. It's amazingly uh, caring of him. I mean, we, we we all had a we all had a few uh, Istanbul expresses, I think, before we started recording this. So, <laughs> <laughs> see, make mine a I triple. Th- <laughs> I will say that's one of the things that did appeal to me is the scene where he tried to blow it out. I thought that was. That was I. I don't. I don't know if anyone. I'm really going to show my age now, and I don't know if anyone will even know what I'm talking about. But has anyone seen the '70s sitcom? Some mothers do have them. I've yes. heard of it. Okay, so that was Michael Crawford as Frank Spencer, who's this inept, um, disastrous character, and I, I just couldn't get him that his character out of my head. Like as the Phantom of the Opera, he's superb. Such a good voice. Can you love that soundtrack? Can you sing us some Phantom? No, All right. no, I cannot. I'm already keeping the cough at bay. Don't push me. <laughs> uh, I've muted to cough like three times so far. Um, but but um, it, it, it was very odd. That, that American accent was really difficult to, uh, to swallow. And it didn't help that it looked like um, it looked like it had been redubbed because his lips were never in sync with what he was saying. But anyway, uh, it, it, it's strange that I wonder if Disney saw him and thought, well, that's the kind of bumbling idiot, you know, and, and he was famous for doing all his own stunts and he like roller skated into traffic and all this, you know, fell off roofs. And um, uh, and I think Disney must have seen him and gone, yeah, that's who we want. It's like bed knobs and broomsticks without the fun. It, yeah. Do you know, it, it had that... <sighs> Almost, I almost felt nostalgic watching it, even though I'd never seen it before, because it had that really crap Disney '80s um, sort of vibe to it. And I, I grew up with a load of films like that. It's kind of funny to think of Disney as, you know, as, as almost like being in a more shaky position and not being this ju- juggernaut of industry that that buys everything up now. But but in the 80s, they were you know on, on slightly shaky ground and they were looking for a hit. Like uh, Tiberius said, they just threw 
Who? And they thought, right. Who? You've, you've blown his card, uh, Dave. Agent Scott. Sorry, Agent Scott. Sorry. I thought we'll sort it in the dub afterwards. It's fine. Uh, he said, not knowing anything about how sound works. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, we're sending the Porsche 911s around to your house to take you out. Oh, how lovely. Where am I going? Oh, promises. Um, <laughs> I haven't been on a date in years. Uh, sorry, continue. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Where was I? You were next to my Porsche. Condor man. Condor man. Oh, that was amazing. Um, oh, speaking of Porsches, I loved, the, I loved the Porsches in the film. That was good. That was a good bit. Now, I have an observation oh, about this as well. Crap, before... Disney vibes. That's where I was. Sorry, it, just, it felt almost nostalgic because I think there were so many films that had the same sort of thrown together, really bad dialogue script feel, you know, with plots that go nowhere, no character development. Now, that's what I was trying to say. It was weird watching a film that I'd never seen before and almost feeling kind of nostalgic. I went into this thinking, oh, this is going to be terrible, isn't it? I thought, uh, this is going to be as predicted or as mentioned on Rotten Tomatoes. It's going to have a score of 36%. Like, it's going to be awful, isn't it? But I didn't hate it. I quite liked it because it was <laughs> cheesy. The It was a simple, um, simple plot-ish, and the dialogue was simple, and that was cheesy. I, uh, yeah. do, do you think plot may be over-egging the pudding a bit? Like maybe <laughs> we don't want a soggy bottom, that? do we, Dave? Or do we? I, mean, I don't know. Um, actually, I said that to Rena earlier. Not that we ever talk about films before oh, we get the pod. I see. Of course. You two having a separate <laughs> conversation about the pod, yeah? Is there a mute in my hands? <laughs> I'm, no. I'm in the DM chat as well. To be fair, oh. with them talking oh. about it. Is this the episode I get replaced? <laughs> is that what happens? <laughs> Rob, this is an intervention. Finally, what took you so long? <laughs> <laughs> I said I didn't. I didn't hate it, but I was also kind of relieved when it was over. <laughs> over. Which I is, hope you're not re reviewing our time together, Dave. Like, come on. I mean, that's damning by faint praise mm. if I ever heard it. I know what you mean. It was kind of fun in an incredibly goofy way. Mm. I am less kind than that. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll come to you in a moment, Irina. Um, <laughs> we'll come to me if you want. <laughs> Just before we do, have you seen the the unbearable weight of being um, oh a massive talent? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Because that starts off quite ridiculous too, but then that movie really takes a turn and becomes a super serious investment of your time. Whereas this is just like squirty aerosol cheese out of a can. Well, yeah, I think unbearable weight sort of knows what it is, doesn't it? Mm. And it's it's winking to us the whole time, and then kind of gets a bit more meta and a bit more serious. Before then, you know, going off the rails again. But yeah, there's no such self-awareness in this. This, you know, maybe there is, and we just didn't get it. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it's entirely possible that it's like a masterpiece, and we're just too stupid to see it. Well, it, it for for me, we tackled this film years ago. Now it feels like on the show in our first sort of six months, and it apart from blowing me over, it just for me feels like nostalgic for those sort of films that would play on you know after school on yeah, bbc2 yeah. or on a saturday morning that it, it's harmless kiddie fun for the most part there's a couple of problematic elements i'm sure we'll get into at some point but on the whole it has that just that hangout vibe where there's mm. not particularly any stakes you're just kind of watching this guy goofing off and falling into the seine river in paris um yeah can we just talk about the bit where he falls off the uh they're going across the mountains on those stirrup things and 
I just love the way he falls in the snow (laughs) and the dummies. Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect outline. That's comic in itself. It's fantastic. Like, there's no disturbed snow. It's just a clean cut in there. It's yeah, one of my favorite moments. Um, That that, that sounds. That's like kind of what I was trying to say in 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 actually far better way. um, Agent Scott, which is yeah, nostalgia. It was it, it was strangely nostalgic and. And it's not that films from that era can't be any good because I love the um, <clears throat> I love the spy movies that it desperately wanted to, you know, like as soon as he's in that 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 um, oh trench coat, what is it called, raincoat or whatever he was wearing in the it, train station, a trench coat, yeah, in trench coat, that's it. Gear. You know, I I immediately thought of like you know the Ipcrest file and, and and that sort of film, and I love those films. So, um, <clears throat> it, but it, but yeah, it was odd in a sort of a, ca- a Saturday morning cartoon sort of way or yeah. Uh, now, Irina, tell us why this film is problematic. <laughs> Just because I'm a woman. <laughs> a resident woman. <laughs> I'm not going to introduce you as our resident woman. My God, I feel like a misogynist saying it. <laughs> ah, it's the film of its time. I, I don't I, think I, that... Sorry, I just love that, that is the precursor, by... the prefix to it. <laughs> Well, yeah, you can't really judge. Well, you can judge old stuff by today's standards. However, however, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person if you don't enjoy it or do enjoy it and understand mm. that it's a misogynistic, racist, a bit meh yeah, film. Yeah, uh, I don't even want to talk about the Mighty Boosh anymore. Like, oh. <laughs> 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 uh. Like death of the author and everything else, meeting means different things to different people. We can agree and disagree on things that make you feel certain things and bring meaning to your life, even though you are very wrong, David, about Buffy. Oh, oh David. Here we wow. Go. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You're David, on the naughty I, step. I know. I know. I, I had the temerity to say that Buffy was my favorite character in Buffy. <laughs> Well, that's not no, the worst actually, thing I said today, though. No, it's not the worst thing you said today. I for, I have already forgiven you for. What, no, what, 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 what was the worst thing you said today? You can't leave that there. That I thought that I my personal favorite Spider-Man on film, which McGuire. didn't include cartoon, is Tobey Maguire oh. in Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man Three didn't happen. Okay, okay, it happened, but it's sort of you know it's got its own problems that was studio interference caused. I think I still think Spider-Man Two is one of the best superhero films of all time in terms of why the is character development, the story. Arena, why um, is this controversial? <laughs> <laughs> because there have been better Spider-Man since then. <laughs> because, well, I... uh, in my opinion. <laughs> Toby Maguire has a punchable face, and they have. And Toby Maguire is a decent Spider-Man by crap Peter Parker, and Spider-Man is. Have you seen both. Michael Crawford? Oh, guilt! Harry's going to save the day. I'm going to wait. Well, I gotcha. Oh, Mary Jane Watson, what are you doing to me? You're breaking my heart. Oh. Michael Crawford out here making everyone look better. He reminded me like of the love child of Michael Caine and Gene Wilder. It, it oh, looks that's like, so weird. I'm... Can you see it? Or is that just <laughs> me putting stuff in my own head? I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure. Oh, Dave, you're not looking hard enough, are you? It's caused caused some kind of short circuit in my brain. Cognitive dissonance. My brain's like, nope, reject. You You haven't got Elon's Neuralink in your brain, have you? No. Oh, like hell. <laughs> I got enough problems up there as it is. I don't, I don't want him poking around. I got 99 problems, but a Neuralink in one. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I perhaps an accent. I was going to call Agent Scott Condor Man. Like, <laughs> hey, Condor Man. Oh, what? You've got a new code name. <laughs> that escalated quickly. I, I'd sooner not be called pride. him. <laughs> uh, Agent Scott, <laughs> you're on the record now, so please choose your words carefully. Why is this movie problematic? Um, the thing that jumps out to me in my most recent rewatch of the film actually is the fact that Michael Crawford does brown face at the end of the film. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's probably the big part that is very much dated. Um, I mean, you just look back, if, even if we just stick to spy movies, although you can go a lot deeper than that. You go back six years to 1975 with Disney's One of Our Dinosaurs is Missing. And you've got That's Peter the Ustinov, film I was going to mention. Yeah, a famed British actor Peter Ustinov, uh, you know, doing yellow face for the entire film, yeah. and, and that is the yeah, entire yeah. plot. They haven't learned lessons, and I, I think it, it's not. And uh, you know, Irina, you were saying about you know, you should judge films with today's sort of morality, and I agree. I think you should look at it through that lens, and I think that part of the film doesn't hold up at all. You have no yeah, argument yeah. for me on that. I agree with you. Yeah, I yeah agree. It, it's not. I mean, it's nice to like make jokes and, and and take shots at films, absolutely. But like, this is an unforgivable thing that films were just doing at this point. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wasn't the guy who played uh, Mr. Miyagi some white dude, or I got that confused with somebody else? No, no, he uh, he was Asian, but he did he um he just um put on the accent, I believe. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, we yeah, look at like yeah. um Joel Gray playing. Uh, a chap in Remo Williams in The Venture Begins a couple of years later, uh, again doing yeah, Yellowface yeah. in a spy movie, again another bad example of it. It, it, it is happening a lot around this time. I, the only thing I, I say is in in like saving grace with this film is that it is only one scene and it disappears. Yeah, it's not that long, but I, arguably that's not the point, but I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah. Now... Um, as I was watching this film, I'm going to take us in a different direction now, a more immature <laughs> direction, because that's what I do. Um, this movie is how I imagine Alan Partridge would portray James Bond if he got the chance. Did you get that vibe? Or is that just me? That's just me, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, no. I was, I was letting other people jump think... in. I... Yeah, you, you jump in. Go ahead. Well, it, it, it's... This film, apart from trying to be a comic book movie, apart from trying to be slightly sci-fi-ish at times with the lasers and the flamethrowers in the car, it wants to be a James Bond film, but specifically a Roger Moore James Bond film from the yeah. late 70s, early 80s. It is it is Moonraker. It is The Spy Who Loved Me, um, which is exactly the film that Alan Partridge is describing in the show, Spy Who Loved Me. He does mm. the whole intro in one episode. Dang, 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 dang. Oh, bit of bush. Anyway, I've watched that far too many times. Well, that's, some, that's something I thought is how um, there was obviously a lot of location filming done. And, and you know, it, it no, was. No, it was done all... in my back garden. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Sorry. I've, I've been terribly deceived then. But it, it, looked, it had kind of had that international look of a Bond film of, it, of its era. You know, it looked at least like a, like um, a spy film at times, I guess. 
Well, they did. They did get around for shooting this, and, and this yeah, is going to yeah. be my one claim to fame with this film: is we've had Barbara Carrera on our show. Oh, that's so cool! Amazing. That's because she went on to be a Bond girl, didn't she, with Sean Connery? She, she did. She was in Never Say Never Again a couple of years later. That's um, right. Yeah. And and so like we had a twenty-five minute chat after the Never Say Never Again chat about Condor Man, and I never thought I'd have a Condor Man interview in my life. <laughs> oh, I'm going to that podcast, and I'm going to I'm going to download it. I'm going to have to get the episode number off you because that's fascinating. I, but she is nothing but complimentary of almost everyone involved, apart from Oliver Reed. I was. <laughs> uh, see, I, I said something last week. We were talking about Batman Returns, excuse me, and um, uh, I, I said like about Danny DeVito chewing up the scenery. But Oliver Reed chewing the scenery as a villain is kind of it hits differently for me because I think he's probably just being himself, you know. <laughs> like, obviously, he plays a Russian agent. He, you know, he couldn't be bothered to do an accent like everyone else was doing. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think he was kind of phoning it in a little bit, but the uh, Russians don't have accents, haven't you? Oh known? yes, of course. <laughs> I like, yes, but I, I meant cheesy movie Russian movie accent of the of the time. You know, did, did you see David Harbour when he was promoting Red Guardian for Black Widow? He was on the uh, I think it was Fallon or Kimmel. He was saying, "Why doesn't um, he have a Russian accent? He's Russian, right?" Makes no sense for him to be in English, but yeah, I get the point he was making. It would really work for a Western audience, was it? Would it? We don't really. We're yeah. not fluent in Russian. That's true. That's <laughs> it true. Wouldn't make any sense to us. Although subtitles could have been cool. I would have been down for that. Well, you, you would have had you to learn like, the entire script in Russian, though. English people trying to speak Russian does not sound good. Because <laughs> usually yeah. I, I mm-hmm. just read the subtitles because pronunciation is bad. Mm. Keep trying, guys. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. Um, one thing I want to talk about is the poster for this movie. It's glorious. I, absolutely love the poster it is magnificent and it makes me wonder why are modern studios so lazy with their artwork they're all generic if it's a hero movie they're all facing left or right (laughs) you've got the main protagonist in the middle then you've got their secondary characters and tertiary characters at the bottom this thing is a beautiful masterpiece i I haven't got access to it i've I'd have to dig in my history, but I saw something on Reddit this week about that, and it it, sh- it was like this is the 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 painting by numbers superhero poster, and I looked at it, and I was like, yeah, they haven't actually changed yeah. the template in ten Not years. At all. And it, it was numbered, and it's like right, primary character goes here, yeah, yeah. secondary kind of. <laughs> You... And then, and remember, I, I ranted about that film Tyrannosaur and how much I love it. That the poster for that is so good; it's a work of art in itself. And um, I'll send that to you again later in case you've forgotten. Because uh, I'm, I'm looking at loads now. Um, I'm looking at the Last Flight of Noah's Ark, which looks the poster looks amazing. As Something does Russell Crowe. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Biggles as well. Again, it's got planes. At, Choppers in it. Um, Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. Check these out later when you get a second. Fantastic Voyage. These are all magnificent. It reminds me of 90s video games when you obviously the graphics back then were appalling. So you needed to sex it up a bit, didn't you? So you put yeah. on this beautiful picture. That's what it reminds me of. And I wish yeah, yeah. movies did that again. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. That is a good point. Sorry, I got really passionate about that. Come on, studios, get it together something we could do for socials there as well yeah the, the only criticism the only criticism i will have of this poster is that the condor man logo looks a bit ss 
It does, yeah. When I it saw does, the eagle, yeah. I thought, ooh, that's a bit, that's a bit close. I mean, I was just looking it up because um, I'm, I'm currently got my eye on an eBay listing for a Condor Man poster, uh, the French version, because I'm trying to be classy. And ah. uh, But uh, the guy who designed it is behind some of your favorite 80s films from Highlander, 48 Hours, Willow, Big Trouble in Little China, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's all him. Oh, oh wow. That is interesting. Mr. Brian Bysouth. Right. Oh, do you know what? Well, Don to- Brian, yeah gonna have to look him up and look up his work maybe he'll do a poster for us for our show like it is, it is a bit of a lost art isn't it the movie yeah. poster it's, it's because like it was your that i mean i've looked into this before it, it, it unfortunately is because they're not as important anymore no yeah it's all about that 60 or 30 second tiktok moment isn't it you know, um, I was actually. Do you remember I told you about Letterboxd? Um, the mm. the, uh, the free membership, you get the default poster. But if you pay for the pro membership, which is some, it's not actually bad. It's like nine quid a year or something. You get to choose what posters get displayed for which movies on your watch list and your favorite list. But um, I, I'm just. I'm not sure it's worth a subscription fee, but it's interesting. No, nah, not yet. Don't do that, Dave. Huh? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have more people following us on Letterboxd than just me. I'm I'm still refusing to pay for YouTube Premium because I like the torture that is adverts. Anyway, uh, I'm looking looking at the Condor Condor Man uh, Man outfit. He looks like one of those health bars. You know, he looks like he's jam-packed with peanuts (laughs) wrapped in toffee. (laughs) I mean, he is nuts. I know what I recognize it's from now. You know, there's one scene in Community where the Dean comes in and he drops a rap. Uh, That's what it reminds me of. He's a a nut bar. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Have I mentioned Community community today? No. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. Uh, I feel like this is the type of movie that Troy, Troy and Arvid in the morning from Community would enjoy talking smack about. Oh, and probably try and replicate, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, were there any moments you found yourself doing the same? Like they'd say a line and then you'd say something back to it. Oh, good Lord, no. The, the one <laughs> no. I often quote uh, on the show uh, in sort of a more of a derogatory sense is, fastest uh, cane in the West. Oh, oh that's, yes. that's a good one to say, mm. uh, to, to use uh, ironically. <laughs> that was a terrible line. And that scene with the cane, that just went on for far too long. <laughs> it it's like, just gyrating <laughs> on the floor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very strange <laughs> editing room shenanigans. I'm just looking at um, quotes because I watched it a few hours ago and yeah, I can remember no lines from it. <laughs> it always happens. Um, your order, sir? I'll have one of those. One in Istanbul Express. Yes, a double. A double? Nobody orders a double. Okay, make it a triple. <laughs> it's a great, it's I, a great I like line. That. Yeah. I mean, a triple for me would kill me but anyway uh. one, of, one of my favorite there were a few visual gags i like like when he had um when he took the briefcase out in istanbul to open up and it just had it still had the knife in it it was just it's, it's a, such a dumb joke but it did make me smile yeah i as i said earlier i expected this film to be absolute caravan of garbage but <laughs> It's not far off. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And I watched The Dark Tower a few seasons ago. And <laughs> hi, Darren. You remember that film? Yeah, you do. It was rubbish. No, it wasn't. Would agree to How disagree. could you forget the faces of your fathers? 
That's a Dark Tower reference. Yeah, you see, I <laughs> burned it out of my memory. Like, <laughs> Would you be interested in a Dark Tower TV series? It's just too much lore for a film series, isn't it? No, I don't want one, Dave. Oh, okay. I don't want that. I want a, you, I want a Condor Man it. TV series. Oh, no, there's an idea. Actually, um, <laughs> I was quite surprised because I was looking at, you know, Condor Man in pop culture and he, people seem to have a fondness for him. Um, I, I actually saw cosplayers with the wings and very no. impressive outfits. Did you? Yeah. Um, and do you know what else I saw? I th- when he when he stands atop that building at the end and spreads his wings out, I thought that is shot for shot what Tim Burton did with Batman in Batman Returns. Yeah, even I am positive that he's referencing. Yeah, I'm positive positive he he's referencing Condor Man when the bat wings come out. Ah, it's the same mechanism. That is yeah. a very good observation. Uh, when I saw the intro to this film, the very opening part of it, I thought, is this going to be some kick-ass type deal? Like, is he going to build a costume and then get beaten up? and all that jazz to come back strong in the, in the final act. But obviously didn't work out like that, that as well. I don't think it, it was, it was weird. He was sort of um, a strange movie mix of complete ineptitude and total success almost every time, which is a bit weird, isn't it? Uh, I just, I'm looking at this poster again. It is fantastic. It's, it's an amazing poster. I, I've got it on my screen oh, as well. It's beautiful. I mean, you've got the big spread eagle wings, as it were, or condor wings. Oh, that was that's a question for you, actually. I don't feel like this movie had enough condors in it. In Batman, all the bats. Condor Man, never seen one. Oh, Not terrible. one. Terrible. Well, as far as I know, they're all named things with condor. So the condor mobile, the, <laughs> the condor boat. Uh, reminds me of talking about Python yesterday. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, even Mr. Popper's Penguins has more birds in it. Well, that might, that's a bad example. It's supposed to have uh, birds in it, isn't it? It's called Mr. Popper's Penguins. To be honest, uh, I, and I say this as a Batman film, every time they shove a load of bats in a Batman film scene, it is a little bit on the nose, isn't it? It's like, like he's yeah. not actually a bat. Where's the Hawkeye? He's in his nest. <laughs> That's becoming a theme on this show now, isn't it? Uh, I, I, I think this film is missing, and I've said this before, an obvious twist. It was too A to B, wasn't it? Well, it's... Okay, so the conceit is he wants to be the comic book hero that he has designed. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. But uh, he, but uh, Oliver Reed's character, the, the, the villain of the story, uh, what's a chap's name, Krokov, now he can't defeat Condor Man. He's being outdone by this guy in a lycra outfit. You'd think by the end, because he studied all the comic books, he would become a comic book villain mm. and and try and defeat him with his own wings or something similar. Honestly, but, that's what I was hoping for. I thought yeah. this this guy's ahead of the curve. He's actually gonna there's gonna be some sort of really bad aerial fight, but no, no. <laughs> Just uh, uh, this is me in being, a speedboat in the last three minutes. This is me being crude now, but I was assuming that Krokov's surname would be shit. Oh my god! <laughs> is that is that where they're going to go? Like spell it S C H I T I double T. Is that where they're going to go with this? Our apologies to anyone actually named Krokov. It's a joke. It's it's, right. it's okay. No, no harm done. Um, I've got a note here, and it just her, says no, no. It's it's in my it's in it my notes. It's in my notes that I made when I was watching Condor Man, and it just says Harry is the greatest dancer. He's the greatest dancer. Because that scene where he goes off to dance with that girl is just so bad, but so good. I watched it like three or four times. 
And uh, yeah, the film. Made that note. No, no, just the scene of the dancing. How much time have you had in your hands, Dave? Like, <laughs> work he, uh, from uh, home, Dave, are you? Dave is a Condor fan. <laughs> he is oh, a Condor no. fan. Nice. There's a name for us as well. Oh no, you're a Condy. That's what you are. It's <laughs> 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 so one wow. step away from a furry, Dave. Okay. Oh lordy! And Irina and I, you know, we've got that down. She's the kangaroo. I'm the Joey. I'm into a patch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I went there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, but you did. I did. Congratulations! I did, and I left a positive, glowing review on TripAdvisor. Recommend it. Um, that was mean. I meant that with love. Like, <laughs> 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 I meant that with love, Irina. You know that. Um, of course. Nothing says stunt double more than a wide shot where you can barely recognise the actors. Um, what did you make of the special effects in this film? Because for me, it was hilarious. Not very special. <laughs> Not moderate effects very then. Effect. Okay. <laughs> yes. Very effects, yes. I like the shoddiness of the driving scenes as well, where they're in the car and you can clearly see that it's um, backboards or whatever. But at the time, that might have looked legit on the cinema screen. We have been spoiled for the uh, I, remember playing I, I suppose they probably didn't have the budgets that Roger Moore's Bond films had available to them. Maybe we can say it charitably like that. Because yeah, I think even I think even Roger Moore's um, sort of Bond era special effects were better. But I mean, I know they um, they used the same for the flying scenes. They used the same um, team that they used for Superman one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and actually, watch, the same harness. I would that, rather watch this again than Superman. Really? What? Yes. Oh, I, I do about that. I yeah. don't know. Going there. Dividing the room. No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say no, it's divided, no, no, no. mate. It's, it's, it's three yeah. on one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Just, I just, I don't care for Superman at all. I do not care. <laughs> I, I, I think enough, I'm triggering but... Arena a bit there. <laughs> she like, must contain opinions to self. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I don't mind. I like Superman enough. I don't. Anyway, um... that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay, I, that's, another, that's another. That's another case of watching a film in the cinema when I was a wee child. Again, giving away my age. And um... why aren't you born yesterday? Aren't you like Vision? <laughs> well, I, I was wish. born yesterday. Well, I he's wish. Vision. Yeah, I have Vision. Oh, look at me! And with... you are a Vision to behold. I need glasses, oh, Dave. You're showing you. off now. Okay. Oh, oh I, the eyes that I, work. I also need glasses. Talking of glasses, they are typically used in spy gadgetry. What spy gadgetry do you like from this film, if any at all? Is the cane the one? I mean, the I quite like the truck that turns into the Condor mobile. I think that's a pretty nifty gadget. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I guess probably the coolest thing about it, kids probably come out of it wanting to get themselves a Condor man, Condor car, Condor vehicle of some sort. The Condor boat is not as cool. Yeah, Condor boat. I I like that boat. That boat was awesome. Like I would love to see that. It had a laser on it. Yeah. Can we just take take a second and just point out that not only can this guy, well, he spies, he flies, he death defies, but... (laughs) He also invented lasers. <laughs> and a yet freaking he can't laser hit a single beam. thing with his <laughs> laser beam. He went to the stormtroopers' school of uh, for aiming. But yeah, it just he's gone to the CIA or MI five. It's kind of loosely explained as to who they are. But he has you know invented 
this entire new way of, of, of killing people uh, himself. This guy's a comic book artist. I'm worried about what he's up to in his spare time. Oh, what kind of monstrous gadgets do you think he's making? Is, is he the Paul Dano of the 80s? Is he the oh Riddler of the 80s? Oh, oh, maybe he Paul. is. Maybe he is. Paul Dano's amazing. Oh. Keeping it consistent with Batman last week, of course. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good. It's a good job we've got one professional here. So thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when are they showing up? <laughs> ah, but um, I don't have that sound effect, unfortunately. That's annoying, isn't it? Um, you need a Condor Man sound effect. Just whenever we say Condor Man, it just goes, oh, Condor yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is a great idea. Maybe next week, but yeah, I won't be doing that in the in the edit. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh. I might keep you doing it though. I might take the clip of you going Condor Man, Condor Man. I mix it with my own thing just now when I stick it in at the end. That sounds like more work than just copying it from the film. It, it does, yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, it I don't does, like to make things honest. easy for myself. I like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> the the best thing about the laser thing is that the, the whole freaking reason, laser beam. The sorry, whole reason he wants to be Condor Man in the first place is he needs to test out what can be done IRL. So his comics are realistic. So he can write comic books. And then he, and he invents laser beams and flying suits, and it's uh, fantastic. I, I, at the very end, they tease a, a, a sequel to this, and I want to so see subtly. it. I want to see that. Like, can you imagine the long-awaited <laughs> sequel? What year is it now? 22, 23? Should give him a Disney uh, limited series. Oh, six episodes. Condor Man <laughs> 2, The Sky's the Limit. <laughs> Oh my god! Someone get Disney on the phone. He climbs a ladder on a mountain into a cloud. That's it. Oh, oh you could do like you could do Bond titles. You could just do Condor Man Two Skyfall, or Ooh. When the Sky Falls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Who's the sky? It? The sky is not enough. Um, I used to play this oh. game at uni, but we, we <laughs> used a different word to substitute things, and it was wonderfully dirty. Anyway. <laughs> Um, it was the catch next Tuesday, and I don't really like saying that word too often, so I'm not going to. Um, you've got uh, you've got Michael Caine's uh, not Michael Caine. You've got M- Michael Crawford's cane on your brain. Yeah, I do now. Thanks. And for the that. J rating on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's sexy. <laughs> There's a Alan Partridge throwback for you. I'm sexy. <laughs> do you want me to dance for you? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Smell my cheese, you mother. <laughs> Don't say the next bit, Dave. My God, don't say the next bit. (laughs) Alpha Papa, one of my favourite British films of all time. Uh, I'm being tugged off. Oh, come on, you're bigger than that. You're better than that. Great film. Anyway, we're not talking about Alpha Papa. I mean, I want to... Yes, let's see that spy movie. Um, So what did you make of the effects? Earlier I mentioned the... uh, snow cut out of them falling in and actually i asked that question already tonight what i wanted to say actually was there's one bit where this is ridiculous the rolls royce goes off the pier into the into the boathouse bit where they live what's that called i've just forgotten the word the word where um, they live but it's not a boatyard it's a marina that's it a marina, marina. Uh, oh it's getting old dave getting old i have to really struggle oh. to pull the words out my brain like, yeah i i, I hear you <laughs> Um, yeah, that to me is obviously a throwback to the Boston Tea Party. It has to be. Like, you can't throw the Rolls Royce in. I hadn't in, thought of that. And then you can't play a clip from the National, oh, national Anthem <laughs> as it sinks. Like, come on. <laughs> That's a good be, point. I might That's be overthinking that just a tad. It might have just been a symbol of Britishness that they decided to chuck on some sound effects to. <laughs> that might be it. I'll tell you what confused me was... Why the need for 
the ski lift with rockets when there was a perfectly good ski lift there anyway. Oh, I love that bit because... Which, which would probably take a, just a little bit, maybe 10 minutes longer to get up. I, I, I don't understand. I love it that they, like, you know what, we're not going to actually, we're going to show it once. That's all you need. We're going to show it once. <laughs> We're, they're going to go off on their zip lines and we're going to do the sound effect. That's all we're going to do. Okay. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I love that. It's, uh, Beautiful. And the, the dummies, as you say, falling off. And, and then we reach the sand, the sand, uh, the snow, perfect cutout, not a drop of snow out of place. Yep. Oh. Yep. That's Amazing. the kind of, that's the reason I like this one because it is so cheesy and, <laughs> Every the car chases, you know, the really shaky handle handlebars, uh, steering wheel in a car. Like, <laughs> I, I think I actually forgot that this was a spy movie. It's just the level of campness. It's so it sits between. I think you have Austin Powers after this, and then you, no, no, you have Austin Powers at one end, and you have James Bond at the other, and in the middle sits Condor Man. So sort of pleasing neither sort of audience yeah, is that what you're saying yeah. if, we, if we go back it's the mighty boosh we've mixed two genres like Austin Powers for the knows worst. its audience knows yeah. what it's doing that is Condor true Man just, just wants so badly to be a spy superhero film I do think the critics on Rotten Tomatoes though are just a bit mean um, have you <laughs> seen the browsing reviews, I found sort of two extremes one this is the worst movie ever made and two I love this movie because I grew up watching it and I, I can understand that I've said myself that I'm, I'm a fan of, of some films that are probably awful because they were part of my childhood so I can sort of understand that I mean, <laughs> there are some very harsh reviews. Derek Malcolm at The Guardian called it limp and pedestrian. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. I think it was fairly limp. Apparently um, Starburst. Pedestrian. Starburst, yes. you know, the snack, the sweetie. Yes. They review movies as well, apparently. They said overall condom, I want to say condiment man, that's something else. Uh, it's an entertaining <laughs> film, but it seems a pity that a little more thought wasn't put in, into the production. I don't think that's fair. I mean, obviously they had a limited budget and they did the best they could with it. Is it the correctly spy movie of all time? No. Is it senseless fun that you can just stick on in the background the same way I stick Peep Show on in the background? Absolutely. I think I think where that falls down for me is the fact that you know the script was so bereft of any sort of even attempt at being serious, but it wanted to be a spy film, and there were so much better spy films even around at the time. It's not like you know it, it's I associate like you know sixties, seventies, and eighties with a golden era of you know the original spy films, and so it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's an excuse, even on a limited budget, they could have had a more convincing you know script and have characters act with some sort of motivation and other than oh hey you know the oh, oh i've forgotten the character's name it's okay uh, it happens to us it happens to us all dave um <laughs> natalia <laughs> Nat natalia will only allow you know will only let condor man rescue her it's like okay we'll, we'll get this civilian to go on a rescue mission it's just i don't know it's I I mean, they could have done better that is a high in demand my opinion. if i'm being saved you won't do I want that person to save me. Yeah. Um, Agent Scott, where does this film sit in terms of satisfying you as a spy movie? Huh. That's a loaded question. You're um, damn right it is. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> okay. There's two schools of thought here. I mean, the 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 
the aim of our show is to create a list of the best spy movies ever made. Okay, so every week we try and figure out if it makes what we call the knock list, the need to see official classics. It's a very tortured acronym. We're sorry. I like it. Don't apologize. It's fantastic. Well, we've never we've stuck with it since day one, so we're just holding true to it. Really, we're just stubborn. Yeah, we're just stubborn. (laughs) But did Condor Man make the knock list? No, it didn't. But are we still talking about Condor Man and making the odd joke about it on the odd episode? Yes. So has it had more longevity than some of the shows that have, uh, the films, I should say, that have made the knock list? Yes. So I, I think there's something intrinsically fun about it that it's hard to ignore. Okay, that's in- yeah, that's interesting. Just going back to your knock list there, mm. is it an exhaustive list? Is it a short list? How many films are we talking in this? I think it stands as about 25 on there currently. Oh, wow. But we've reviewed about 130 films at this point. So it's oh, about okay. it's about one in five that gets on there, maybe a bit less. Although we've been... Unfortunately, when we started the show back in the pandemic times, we... we, uh, who, we really, who didn't start a podcast in the pandemic? <laughs> well, quite. <laughs> we really front-loaded it with like some hits. Like our first 20 films are some of the best. But now we realize we want to be exhaustive. We want to go through every single spy film that's physically possible for us to get our hands on. And so our list of spy films is 400, 500 films wide now. Wow. So it's a lot harder to get on the knock list just because uh, we we tackle more dross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have some I catching up to do. We've been lucky so far. I mean, we've only done three episodes of this phase, but... <laughs> <laughs> We had the Avengers, we had Batman Returns, and now we've had Condor Man. Uh, I don't know why, but I fluttered my eyelids when I said that. Like, oh, do I have to say his name again? Although I quite liked it, so I don't know why I'm trolling myself like that. Condor Man. Um, it, it's just because I, I think this film doesn't like hold up as some sort of all-time classic. If you put it against your first two films, of course this isn't going to stand up. But this is the kind of film that if you posted it online on Twitter, for instance... People be like, oh, I remember watching that on Saturday morning and as a kid, and I watched it loads. I had a yeah. VHS, I had a Betamax, uh, you know, and, and there'll be a nostalgia attached to it, which I yeah, think is yeah. is important for this. Now, you see, for this film, I look at this with the same. Um, I, I didn't see it when it came out. Not the fact that I wasn't born has nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't get to say that often, rarely. I rarely get to say that, Irina, so that felt good for a change. I was young at one point. Um, yeah, for me, The Crow is a cult movie, and I feel like this should be a cult movie because they're both bad and silly. And I've sent a dust ball um. through the studio. <laughs> I, I don't know if this deserves to be a cult film. I don't know if it, it. I don't know if it's interesting enough to be a cult film. I think this is more just like hangout fun. Like you said it earlier, sort of thing you stick on while you're folding your laundry. Mm. Uh, if yeah. I'm being uh, a crass, it's white noise. It's background noise. Is what I it meant is to say. background noise, yeah. yeah. And that's not to say I don't like it. Well, As it, I said, I'd watch it again. I mean, it's not, not what I think soon, but I would. It's probably interesting to try and dissect maybe why, because for me, I'll, I'll put my thoughts out real quick. I, I think it's all Michael Crawford. Mm. I yeah. love the guy, yeah. but he yeah. is not a lead. Mm. Yeah. It is a charisma vacuum, if anything. I think I found, found him endearing because he plays the fool and he I tries and would- he stumbles a lot and he's... Clumsy, and I can relate to that. I'm very clumsy too. I try so hard to be uh, clean, but if I'm wearing a white t-shirt, 
I'm going to drop food down it, okay? That's why you I, never wear a white T-shirt. I'm wearing, I'm, I'm wearing a white T-shirt at the moment, actually, and it says mantra on it. Mantra. Mantra. Yeah. It was a, I think maybe that's what they were hoping for by design, by putting a bit of a lovable idiot. But again, he like for me, I didn't feel like that about him because he almost had this unearned confidence from the start, which was weird. Yeah, he was acting like a metrosexual man, which he shouldn't have been. Like He was acting like, ah, don't worry, you'll be fine. You're with me now. And I'm like, hang on. <laughs> you were drawing comics 30 seconds ago. Yeah, uh, hold still, villain. Let me draw your the bond portrait first. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Aha! There we go. Oh, I like that. And then they bond, and that's how he neutralizes his threats, his enemies. Like, he just bonds, he makes friends with them. And next thing you know, they're having triple Sambucas. I'm like, that's fine. Um, double style. Now, uh, Agent Scott, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you a question on behalf of Darren, who used to be a podcast host here. Uh, he absolutely despises the way um, the last Bond movie ended. He says that Bond should not die. I can hear him now saying Bond should not die. What is your view of that movie and the way it ended? Was it a good way to send off Daniel Craig? Well, I think if you ask some portions of the internet, Daniel Craig's character dying is a good way of sending him off, yes. Uh, that's that's a whole other argument. Is it a good way to send off Bond? Should Bond die? I think it goes into more of a meta discussion about whether Bond should have continuity or not. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't care, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> I, I like you, Agent Scott. <laughs> Say how it is, I like it. I, I see it all the time and people like I'll, I'll tweet a poster of, uh, of like Daniel Craig and I'll, I'll get replies like worst born ever wish he was oh. never born and like grow up a lot of you Hit yeah Skyfall provided one billion plus box office the biggest box office even adjusted for inflation for a Bond film just go and check the figures and then come back to me talk about unsuccessful have a word with yourself for goodness sake now <laughs> I like so, you you're fun stay <laughs> So so there's that, right? Now, I would argue that Daniel Craig's Bond has had more cultural penetration than any of the other Bonds at all. I'm not laughing. I I hear you sniggering at penetration. I hear you. Don't worry. (laughs) Uh, I enjoyed saying it too. It's It's Bond and penetration. How can I not laugh? You're you're attempting re-entry here. Be careful. (laughs) Um, But to answer your question, to, to bring us back, did it matter that he died? I don't think it was a bad thing that he died. I think what that does is a clever thing. It wipes the table clean. I think Bond has got too messy with its continuity, with the, the Tracy Bond from My Imagine Secret Service, with all the stuff from Vesper from Casino Royale. I think now they've cleaned it. They cleaned the slate and they can start fresh with Bond 26 or 28, depending on your def- definition of what is a Bond film. Uh, and I think that's a good way of going about it. I, I think... Ever since Daniel Craig stepped onto the screen in Casino Royale, it was always in within its own world. And so it had to end. Yeah, here, here. Couldn't agree more. I mean, they don't have the luxury of regeneration, do they, like Doctor Who? So, you know, we've got to draw the line somewhere. And I think diehard fans may be saying, well, it's not how it works. He should be alive. <laughs> it's so funny because people are like, well, how is Bond going to come back? Well, they're just going to make another Bond film. Don't worry about it. It's, they're gonna collect <laughs> have up, you not heard of a reboot? They're going to collect up every atom left by Daniel Craig and regenerate him in a chamber akin to Ultron's body being formed before it became Vision. 
before anyone goes, oh, you've got it wrong. On the haven't. MCU, no, there's an idea. Oh, that could <laughs> just team up, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I can one-up that, and, and to bring us back around a little bit, what about Condor Man in the MCU? It is a Disney project. Oh, yes. It is Disney, yes. yeah. I'll tell you Definitely. what, if they did a Condor Man, how the Duck movie crossover, I'm down for oh, that. My Lord. Just, just stick him in Guardians of the Excellent. Galaxy. It's like yeah, the most even... out there thing. You wouldn't even have to explain it. It's Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. I, I'm not ready to move on from the current lineup, okay? Oh, yeah. I didn't mean make him a Guardian. Jeez. I need to prepare myself for the absolute devastation and death and carnage coming our way in Guardians. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's okay. They're going to reappear in the DCEU, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Dave, James got all but said that. He basically said, yeah, I think the actors are going to follow me over. Dave, uh, you linked us a video earlier, a VT, uh, about yes, James yes. Gunn's future with the DCEU. Can you tell us what that was about? Because I haven't watched it and it would be really good content for the podcast. Well, um, he announced the first chapter, whatever that means, of the new DC universe and outlined 10 projects that they're, they're going to be bringing um, to the screen. A lot of it is on HBO Max, um, which makes me nervous because of all the cancellations at HBO Max. I'll never not be upset about not seeing how Westworld ends, but I digress. Um, and it's because it's James Gunn, I think a lot of it is more um, out there, unheard of. You know, like Arena and I probably, because we're comic nerds, would have heard of them. But but characters like, well, like Booster Gold. Yeah, that's you. Boost, you're a comic book nerd, don't you? you, you. Oh my gosh, it's far, far too modest. We've got our own civil war going on here. So the, they announced Creature Commandos, which is um, an animated show, and he said that they're going to try and keep um, a continuity so the same actors will use their voice roles, may transfer into uh, live action. Uh, Waller, a series about Amanda Waller and Peacemaker, Superman Legacy. Uh, a Green Lanterns TV show about Hal Jordan and another one who I can't can, can remember. Can I just stop you there for a second? Because yes. retrospectively, I know we're really off topic here. We're talk we're supposed to be talking about Condor Man, but anyway. Um Green Lantern got so much shit back in the day for being oh, oh yeah. It's they're all CG, aren't it's they? They're costumes. It's a bad film to watch when I'm ill, Green Lantern. Mine's, I don't remember nothing. Mine's Paddington, but I have matter. never seen it. <laughs> I mean, it, it. Genuinely. It's got Tyker in it as well. Tyker YTC. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you'd you'd okay. think it'd be quite good. Directed by Martin Campbell, who did yeah. Golden Knight Casino Royale. Yeah. Great director. Yeah, not, yeah. Not a good film. I mean, if you look at modern superhero movies, CGI everywhere. Like, sometimes there's too much. But it's better CGI than the green costume. Well, if you look at something like um, Black Panther, for example, or Iron Man's outfit, outfit, <laughs> I am Iron Man, look at my outfit. Um, no, his uh, <laughs> his armor in Iron and in Endgame, Iron Endgame. That's a slip of the tongue. Um, yeah, it just appears on his body. Like, yeah, the CG's better, but for the time, what was that? The early nine, early nineties. It was early two thousands, wasn't it? Surely two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it's that bad. It's my well, favourite dumb film to watch yeah. when I'm ill. Do you know what, Arena? Because you said I that, I will watch it sometime. I will put that on my to-watch list. Stick it on your letterbox. Do we need a friend date? Yes, let's, let's have a friend date and watch let's, it. Let's have a friend date yeah, or something. You can okay. talk about that mutiny you've got going on. I, I understand <laughs> what that means. <laughs> You're welcome as well. You're right for an ousting you are. <laughs> I've looked it up, and in case anyone cares, it's John Stewart and Hal Jordan. That's the two lanterns that it will be about. I love about. John Stewart. I love John um, Stewart as my Green Lantern. And, and 
Gunn says that this will this story will for some reason feel like True Detective, which is a bit weird. And it'll although I love True Detective, I just don't associate it with superheroes. Um, and it'll set up um, the larger Chapter One story, which is all these ten projects are in Chapter One, which is called Gods and Monsters. Oh, I see what he's doing there. Um, there'll be a, a, a movie uh, about a team called The Authority. Which, uh, <gasps> oh my God! It's Triple H coming back with Stephanie McMahon. No, I'm very sorry. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a, a good intentioned oh. team of superheroes who think the world is completely broken and oh. the only way to fix it is to take things into their own hands so they, they don't favor seth rollins and his j and j security team do you know what i think they should get oh. seth rollins in there and it would make a lot of people happy seth freaking rollins look at us going back to wrestling right. um num, num, uh, paradise lost maybe one for arena uh this is one about uh they they called it they said it's going to be like game of thrones um but it's Themyscira, is that how you pronounce it it's about Themyscira. it's about the early uh formational years of that place so it's uh an, an, an origin story of amazons can i confess something yes i've yes. never seen an episode of game of thrones that's okay you're Fair enough. to and you get to explore it for the first time. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't there like a million seasons? Eight. No, there's eight. That's, I might think of small... The Walking Dead. Eight is a smaller number than a million, Rob. Do you see how that works? I'm, so, I'm <laughs> no. sorry, Rob. Are you mansplaining things to Rob now? I, I felt that, yes. Dave. Oh. I'm sorry, Rob. I love you. Next is the Brave and the Bold. <laughs> a Batman and Robin film. Uh, only... only the Robin is uh, Damian Wayne. Then there's Booster Gold, which is another film. Oh, your mate. My mate, Booster Gold. <laughs> Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. That sounds uh, a bit on the interesting. But yeah, based on Tom King's run, if there's any uh, Tom King fans listening. And then Swamp Thing, which is uh, a film. Which run is going to be based on? Is going to be based on Al Moore. He hasn't said he he said this is a film that will investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thing. So it might so be Alan Moore. I hope it's not. I, Why not? Well, because Alan Moore can be so problematic. I well, yes, I yeah. I'm not getting it. Yeah, this is a topic for do, a whole other podcast. Do not argue with me. Okay, oh. I'm sorry. I'm very <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Just going to crawl back into your pouch now. <laughs> I'm going to. Okay. You're uh, right. What's the character in oh, Werewolf I do. by Night? I, don't mind. <laughs> I know. I know. What's the character in Werewolf by Night that is based on Swamp Thing all the way around? Oh, um, Man Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was Man Thing. That was yeah. a small leap, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do a a spy quiz in a moment. We normally do a quiz about the movie, but. I didn't want to this time. I figured since we have a spy movie extraordinaire by the name of Agent Scott on the show, uh, we should do a Guess the Spy. So we're going to do that in a moment. But first, we're going to go back to Matt. I wonder if he's gotten any better since that last clip. I mean, I'm assuming not because he recorded them at the same time. So just pretend. Right then, gang. So... Next week, with the letter D, we have a very special guest. And we have Nico from Movie Mount Rushmore. Oh, Bucky, I'm getting moist and excited about this one. Um, yeah, 
that guy is just sat in ass, isn't he? Um, if anyone hasn't listened to the movie Matt Rushmore, uh, go check him out. Uh, him and AJ do some great stuff over there. So, yeah. But, yeah, if anyone else wants a nice little shout-out, any of those other podcasts out there, all our indie darling friends, uh, let us know. And, yeah, we'll, we'll do that for you. We'll share the love. We love love. Everyone should love love. Yeah, so we'll share it all out, you know, and let us know. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll get uh, promoting for you. Free, of course. We don't charge. Yet. <laughs> anyway, I hope you all keep bloody well. And um, we'll speak to you very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you, Matt. Um, I yeah. love his kiss at the end. I live for that kiss at the end. Oh, that's, I'm going to cut that into a clip next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Um, I'm going to kill this bed. It's got to go. Because it is time for the quiz. But before we get stuck into that, we need your buzzer sounds. So, Irina, what is the noise you're going to make to say, I know the answer, it's me. What noise Ka-ka. are you going to make? Kakar. Are you describing the film? Kakar. 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 Dave, let's come to you. Condor man. Oh, oh, Agent Scott, you've got some competition for the buzzer sounds. I was going to go with a triple. Ooh. Oh, that's good. So oh, that's good. Kaka, a triple condor man. <laughs> right. Okay then. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna read out some clues to five spies from film, and all you have to do is listen and tell me who it is. And hopefully, I don't read out the answer while I'm reading the rest of it and give it away. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, here comes the quiz. Buzzers ready. Fingers steady. It's quiz time on Bigger Movie Pod. Should have really put in some spy music there, shouldn't I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right then, number one. Oh, if you get it right, you'll hear. And if you get it wrong, you'll hear. You'll hear. No. Um, so, he is a womanizing, hard partying British spy embodying the swinging London psyche and hippie culture of the a 1960s. Triple. I think <laughs> Agent Scott came first. <laughs> I always come first. Austin Powers? <laughs> yes, it is. Congratulations. Uh, 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 next clue. Uh, a peerless spy, notorious womanizer, and masculine icon. It's not me. Uh, trained in intelligence. Again, not me. And special forces. The super spy always used the latest gadgets. Water oh, man. Ooh, go on then, Dave. James Bond? Yay! Oh. Uh, I don't know why I went, yay! It was a good answer. It was the <laughs> correct you. answer. Uh, the next question, or next clue, I should say. He is a former CIA assassin of the CIA Black Ops group Operation Treadstone. Who def- a triple? Come, come now. Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, you take the lead. 2 one zero. Wowzers. Uh, okay. The next clue. He, I don't know why I'm emphasizing the gender here, but <laughs> he was a rough street <laughs> kid 
who frequently got into trouble. His father was trained to become a spy for the top secret underground organization, which I'm not going to say the name of, but sadly, he dies on a mission as he tries to protect the rest of his group from a grenade. When this character gets older, he gets into trouble and he ends up in prison, but his mate from the organization gets him out and frees him into this organization. A triple? Yeah. Eggsy? <gasps> oh, yeah. There we oh, go. Of course. Oh, that was a good one. The Kingsman nil. franchise, just for those wondering. I absolutely love that. I'd rather watch those again in a James Bond movie, but that's just me. Uh, the final one. Final clue. Orphaned as a child, she <laughs> did it again, was rescued. Her car. Go on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Yes, I mean, well done. Well done. Well done, gang. Uh, so, Agent Scott, you know your spy movies. Obviously, 3 1 1 winner. Congratulations. You get the prize of knowing your stuff. Yeah. And we clap. Yeah. We don't clap for just anyone, you know. And I'm just going to wait for the gong. Come on, gong. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> it's coming. Well, that was worth waiting for. Now, That's Agent good. Scott, I will give you an additional point if you can tell me where that gong is from. Big Ben? Oh, old Agent Scott, I had such high hopes. But, uh, no, 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 it's not Big Ben. It is the gong from The Undertaker's Entrance. I mean... I'm pretty sure that sound effect has been used in multiple things. No, you're wrong. It's from The Undertaker's Entrance. Paul Bearer mastered it himself. It is from The Undertaker's uh, track, his album, uh, Undertaker Days, right? Mm, there you go. Have some points. Sure. Oh, wow. Plural, so there you wow. go. <laughs> Can you do a Paul Bearer, oh yeah? No. <laughs> I, I actually believed you would do that. I don't know Agent why. Agent Scott is not a performing seal. Oh, oh, oh. It's <laughs> not a wrestling podcast. It's the here? bigger tangent podcast. Because uh, <laughs> we've got lots of them. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, um, it's time. Wasn't that Brother Love? It was Paul Bearer as well. Right? Well. Yeah. Brother Love, man, that dude looks sunburnt all the time. Oh, I love you. <laughs> um, should we continue on with a wrestling podcast now? <laughs> Irina, who's your favourite wrestler of all time? I don't know. Dave? Uh, Jordan would shoot me if I didn't see uh, Brian Daniels slash Daniel Bryanson. Oh. I have an autographed uh, T-shirt. That I keep safe for him and an autographed frame. Do you actually? And his, an Aww. autographed um, version of his uh, biography. No freaking way. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they're all his, but he doesn't trust himself to look after yeah, them, so he either. gave it to me. Like, I think my palms get so sweaty that I'd smudge the ink. Like <laughs> he is. If you want to talk wrestling one day, you should get him on. He's uh, he he loves his wrestling. He um. Yeah, I had to buy him snacks the other day for uh, staying that. up for the Royal Rumble. You know, I did that. I stayed up for the Royal Rumble. I went to bed at 5 a.m. And I'm glad they moved to the Saturday. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, I don't, I'm a casual wrestler. A rest, I'm not a casual wrestler. I'm a casual wrestling fan. So I thought, you know what? I like the Rumble. I'm going to stay up for WrestleMania too when it comes around. But the rest, I'm happy with YouTube. Like, I'm not as invested anymore since I left the yeah. studio era. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, do bring him on the podcast for when we're doing a, rest, a, a show about 
a wrestling oh, yeah. comic book or where a wrestler <laughs> is in um, the comic book movie we're watching? I don't know. Are we doing Punisher later? We could have Kevin Natch in there. Oh, yeah. Or we can do Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man because technically he was You, you just want to punch him in the face, don't you? Like, <laughs> I'm also just giving Dave what he wants. The Dave and Arena Fallout podcast episode. <laughs> Oh, this is taking a turn. Uh, anyway, David, I, I will be fair, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, I will be to fair. To be fair, to be fair. It's time for us to rate this podcast. No, it's not. Don't rate the podcast. Rate the rate the movie we just watched. Rate Condor Man, the dude that makes comics and then became a spy called Woody. <laughs> I'm so disappointed <laughs> myself for laughing. Yeah, just Andy's mum's toys are also named the same as his just just saying uh okay so <laughs> you can tell For me the this same is... reasons no, i don't think they've released that cut uh, <laughs> anyway if the movie's poo this is our rating system you'll hear if you're on the fence if it's the gold star worthy you'll get that and if it's the greatest of all time you'll get the taylor swift we are never, ever, ever, ever getting back together. Ah, oh, it's the wrong song. Ah! All right, enough goat, enough goat. Um, I won't come today first because he's having a laughing fit right now. Uh, Arena, let's do you first. <laughs> <laughs> do me. Uh, I'm on the fence. Ah, why? Yeah. It's not obvious, but why? Uh, it's a... I don't hate you give it. give it a chef's kiss. Like, no, I did oh, not give it a okay, chef kiss. Right, right. So I gave it a. I'm aware that that's not the sound effect of a fence, but you try finding me the sound effect of a fence because I spent hours looking for one. It's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> that's what we've got. Okay. Um, now, Dave, are you on the fence with Arena or are you standing in poo? I think I'm on the fence. I've been thinking about this today and I, I was wondering whether to give it poo, but. I don't know. Uh, there was some entertainment value in it for me, I guess. It's not a good film, but kind of had some fun with it. I'm not sure if I'd watch it again. Maybe if the kids were around and we wanted to have a, let's get a takeaway and have some ciders and watch a bad film sort of night, maybe then. I love that um, you're such a parent that you still call your grown up children your kids. That's well, brilliant. always been my kids, yeah. <laughs> like, I could, I'm going to be 60 one day and my mum would go, that's my kid. Yeah. <laughs> she won't sound like a cockney because she's not from East London, but that's my kid. Um, <laughs> it's my son. Yeah, anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's getting crowded on this fence, but I'm going to join you there too. I don't think it's poo. I've seen the Dark Tower. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a film I haven't seen. Um, I honestly tried to watch the Dark Tower, then I just stopped. Like, oh, wait, no. wait. There's a worse film for me that I forgot. I'd erased it from my memory, but... Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Do you remember that? I muted it after I said, get on this plane and have sex on this island. Like, oh, come on. Like, so, yeah, uh, I muted the rest of it. I watched it. Sorry, Darren. Uh, <laughs> uh, I muted it. Yeah. I'd have better things to do instead of listening to that crap. Um, so, yeah, I'm on the fence as well. I didn't hate this movie. I didn't have expectations going into it other than this is going to be shit. But as a background movie to put on, yeah, I'll do that. It's not gold star worthy by any means, and it's certainly not a goat. So yeah, I'm on the fence. Um, Agent Scott, let's leave it up to you to wrap up this racing system and see where you stand. Do you know, I'm going to buck the trend here. I'm not going to 
put it on a fence. I'm not going to say it's poo, but I'm not going to say it's a goat. But this film contains a lot of interesting and fun things to it. I mean, you've got Oliver Reed chewing the scenery, shouting at the scenery. He's chastising <laughs> the scenery in this film. The scenery is a naughty boy. <laughs> oh, that's going in. Um, you've got Barbara Carrera being fun and just playing her part really well. And she's got that sort of mystique about her. You want to take care of her. And Laser Lady is a cool little gimmick there. Um, and much as Woody Wilkins, Mr. Crawford, is not the best at potentially leading this film, it's nothing but fun to watch. And it's fun watching this guy bumble around. If you told me I had to watch this on repeat for the rest of my life, it, there's there's worse things to be charged with. It, it's definitely not a bad film. I It didn't make our knock list, so I couldn't call it a goat, but I'll put it one step down from there. Gold star is then. I know stars that make a noise in the vacuum of space, but... <laughs> Whatever. Um, so thank you so much for coming on, Agent Scott. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here. Uh, please blag. Oh, not blag. Brag is the word. No, no. No, I'll blag. You can blag it. Yeah, you can blag it. You can tag it. I've been watching too much TikTok. Oh, my God. Uh, tell us about what's coming up on your show and where the best place to find you is. Well, I mean, when it comes to being spies, we're probably the worst in the universe because uh, we want everyone to know who we are and where we are at all times. So uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. You can tell us it's practiced. So. Uh, Everywhere you look, S-P-Y-H-A-R-D-S, Spy Hards, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, apparently we're on TikTok. Uh, you'll find us there. I mean, we have episodes out every week with reviews and interviews. This week on the show, we have The Recruit with Colin Farrell and Al Pacino, directed by Roger Donaldson, who you'll know from films like Dante's Peak. And he's joining us on the show this very week as well. Ooh. Uh, cool. Yes, we've got an interview with him as well. So a double whammy, for, especially if you like your 90s films. Roger Donaldson is a guy that uh, was very much around in that time. You like Dante's Peak, there'll be plenty of that. So yeah, jump on over and hear what our thoughts are on The Recruit. And then next week, we've got The Spy Who Dumped Me with Mila Kunis. Uh, that's a very fun film, actually. I quite enjoy that one. Uh, there's a spy movie starring Melissa McCarthy, I think, as well. Yes, yeah, Spy. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what it's called. Uh, <laughs> they couldn't think of a better name. They no. just went, ah, spy film. What do we call it? Ah, <laughs> uh, spy. Spy, yeah. Working title. Oh, too late now. It's in production. That's what it says on the tin, I suppose. Thank you for joining us on our take of Condor Man. Let us know your rating on social media at Bigger Movie Pod, and we'll see you next time. Enough said. Excelsior. Legendary movie chat and irreverent humor. We've got it. Forget the boat. We're going to need a bigger movie pod. 